During the first months of the pandemic, on the rare occasion that I met someone new in person, it felt weird to not shake their hand. Without the ritual of handshaking, the introduction felt awkward and almost perfunctory. You see, the handshake, it means something. But what can mean even more is the absence of it. Welcome to episode 41, where I dig into the history of the handshake and whether or not it will make a comeback post-pandemic. This episode is sponsored by Nickerson, a full-service branding, marketing, and PR and communications agency with team members in Boston, Miami, LA, and New York City. Welcome to This Shit Works, your weekly no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and way more success with your host, Julie Brown. Here we go. Come with me and I'll take you on a little journey through the history of the handshake. The origins of the handshake are not exactly known, but it is generally agreed upon that we humans have been using it in one way or another for thousands of years. The popular and accepted theory is that it was first used by knights as a way of displaying peaceful intentions. You see, an extended empty right hand could not possibly be holding a dagger or any other instrument of death. It is thought that the shake, the up and down movement of the greeting, evolved as a way to dislodge any weapons that might have been tucked up one's sleeve. One of the earliest visual depictions of a handshake is found in a 9th century BC relief showing the Assyrian king Shalmaneser III shaking hands with the Babylonian ruler, therefore sealing an alliance between the two. Homer, the Greek writer thought to have been born around 725 BC, writes about handshakes in his works. His epic poem, The Iliad, which is the story of the Trojan War and the war hero Achilles, and his other epic poem, The Odyssey, which tells of the return journey of Odysseus to the island of Ithaca from the war at Troy. In both of those works, Homer describes handshakes several times, most often in relation to pledges and displays of trust. So up until about the 17th century, the meaning and use of the handshake was more of a political one. It was a way of sealing a deal. Moving on from ancient Greek and into the 18th century, a number of historians believe that the handshake as we know it today was popularized by the Quakers. An opinion piece in the Washington Post states that the Quakers in their 18th century heyday were strict egalitarians and thus rejected the established gestures of deference, such as removing one's hat and burying the head as a gesture of greeting, honoring equality, Addressing each other as friends, they adopted the formal gesture of clasping hands as their greeting gesture. The handshake then spread from the Quakers to other groups as a popular way to greet equals or friends. In the 19th century, the gesture spread to France and then on to Russia. Soon the greeting became commonplace and by the 1800s, etiquette manuals had begun to include guidelines for the proper handshaking technique. I'll get into more of that later. A National Geographic article titled, Why Do We Touch Strangers So Much?, delves a little into the history of the cheek kiss as a greeting, stating, 
The kiss as a greeting has a similarly rich history as the handshake. It was incorporated into early Christianity and used in religious ceremonies. In the Middle Ages, a kiss was used as a sign of fidelity and to seal agreements like property transfers. Today, a swift kiss on the cheek, known in French as la bisée, is a standard greeting in much of the world. The word may have originated with the Romans who had a different term for each type of kiss and called the polite version basium. I'd like to know what the uh, impolite versions are. In Paris, two kisses is common. In Provence, expect three and four is the norm in the Loire Valley, which kind of seems a little much to me. The cheek kiss is also common in countries like Egypt, Latin America, and the Philippines, where three kisses is customary. If cheek kissing is going to make a comeback, I can pretty much guarantee that the handshake is going to make a comeback too. So, in order for you to prepare for when that happens, I'm giving you my four rules of a great handshake and the four handshakes that you are never, never, ever, ever allowed to give. Are you ready? A great handshake will be these four things. One, firm. Two, dry. Three, solid. And four, no more than three seconds. Easy peasy lemon squeezy, right? Wrong. You can't imagine how many people fuck up the handshake. In order to make sure that that doesn't happen to you, here are the four types of handshakes that you're absolutely never under any circumstances allowed to offer someone. One, the dead fish. Nothing says I don't put any effort into anything more than a limp handshake. No one likes anything limp, if you know what I mean. If you cannot muster the energy to give a proper, firm handshake, I'm pretty sure you can't muster the energy in business either. There is simply no excuse for this type of handshake. Two, the sweaty palm. Yeah, sometimes you're nervous in networking or meeting situations, but this does not give you the excuse to make someone else feel uncomfortable because you've wrapped your moist, clammy palm around theirs. People will absolutely remember that you made them feel icky. So, if you're prone to sweaty hands, use keep a tissue in your pocket, or if you're at a networking event, keep a cocktail napkin in your hand to absorb any sweat. And shift that napkin to your other hand just before shaking hands. There's always cocktail napkins at networking events. It won't seem weird that you have one in your hand. Three, the wrestler. Firm does not mean WWF Smackdown. Firm means putting effort into the handshake, not that you want to challenge the other person on the mat or in a cage fight. So be conscious of how you shake hands. An aggressive handshake is just that, aggressive. And there's no place for that kind of attitude in networking. And the fourth, the claw, which I also call the queen. You are never, under any circumstances, to only offer the tips of your fingers in a handshake unless you are actually the fucking queen. This type of handshake is downright disrespectful. You give them your whole hand. So now you are all set to take on the world when the world starts shaking hands again. And it will shake hands again. It's just too ingrained in how we greet each other and too important for how we conduct business. In the past, a snubbed handshake has had major consequences. In 2016, an Egyptian Olympian was kicked out of the Rio Olympics for refusing to shake the hand of an Israeli competitor. 
In 2018, a Muslim woman who refused a handshake was denied French citizenship, and Mexican drug lord El Chapo ordered a man killed after he snubbed his handshake. The handshake has been part of our lives for millennia, and yes, over the past year and a half, it has been replaced by alternatives like the fist bump, the elbow bump, the Wuhan foot tap, and the namaste bow, but it's only a temporary hiatus. I am super excited to share the drink of the week with you. I wanted to pick something that went with the theme of hands, so I decided to choose two hands wines out of Australia. Now, the only wine of theirs that I have is the Angels Share Shiraz, and I love it. So, little history lesson here in case you don't know what the term Angels Share means, which I actually didn't until I started traveling for wine years back. Angel's share refers to the small amount of wine that evaporates from the oak barrels while the wine is maturing. Medieval winemakers assumed that angels watched over their wines and that they took their share while they did so. Isn't that a sweet thought? Bunch of tipsy angels flying all over the place, bumping into each other, half shit-faced. Okay, this wine is 100% Shiraz. It's deep purple and jammy, but also has sink your teeth into them tannins, which is fun if you like tannins. It's ABV, or alcohol by volume, we know that, is 14.2, so it can bite you in the ass if you have too much of it. But you get to decide how much is too much. All right, fam, thank you for being here. Did you enjoy our little history lesson of the handshake? Are you ready to start shaking hands again? I am. I'm ready for handshakes and hugs and kisses and all the other pre-pandemic stuff that I have been missing so much. Just another friendly reminder to please subscribe to the podcast, review it if you like it, share it with your friends if you like it, and if you think they will like it. If you want more Julie Brown, check out my website, juliebrownbd.com, or follow me on Insta at juliebrown underscore bd, or buy my book, This Shit Works, on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Or just check back here every Wednesday. I'll be waiting for you. Cheers. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a tip. And remember, you can unapologetically be who you authentically are and still be wildly successful. That's a fact. See you next week on This Shit Works. This Shit Works.